in his presence I said to know
Jesus name we worship Amen. in Jesus name we worship Amen. if you are living so shout hallelujah Amen. Amen. We shall continue our service as we sing from our hymn book from the various hymns 18. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen to the glory of God through him. Standing on the promises of Christ our King through eternal ages, let his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Promises of Christ our King through eternal ages, let us praise us ring. Glory in the eyes, thou will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God, standing, 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 standing on the promises. Of God, my Savior, standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Let the women sing stanza too. I want all the women to sing stanzas too. Let's go. Standing on the promises that cannot fail When the hollow times of doubt and fear are still By the living word of God I shall prevail Standing on the promises Everybody join in the chorus Standing on the standing 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 on the promises of God, my soul. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. The men will take stands at three. All the men. Okay. Standing on the promises of God, I see. Cleansing in the blood for me. Standing on the liberty where Christ makes free. Standing on the promises of God, Standing, 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 stand
standing on your promises of God. We're all going to sing the last stanza together. Oh, you're standing on the promises of Christ, brother. Bound to him eternally by love's strong cord. Overcoming daily with a spirit's job. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the standing on the standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, standing on the promises. I want us to take the chorus once more. Standing, 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 standing on the promises of God, my Father in the name of Jesus. Father in the name of Jesus. Father in the mighty name of Jesus. A song says, Kabia, Osio, Kabia, Osio, Kabia, Osio. Oh, my God. 
much of our time I want to call upon the choir for for this special number and I pray as you are listening you will receive and you will witness a divine visitation in your life in the name of Jesus Amen. for in Jesus name we are prayed happy listening to tell you the reason why we sing always i don't know whether you know about that yet but as you listen i pray god will bless you someone asked the question why do we sing when we lift hands to jesus 
What really do we mean? Someone may be wondering when we sing a song. At times we may be crying, and that is really right. Again, someone has the question: Why do we sing? Well, we both have to do What do we really mean? Someone may be wondering when we sing a song. I sing because I'm free. Sing because I'm free. Christ is on the sparrow. I on the sparrow. That's the reason. And this is why we sing. Glory, glory, hallelujah. I give the praises to you. Praises to you. Glory, glory, hallelujah. That's the reason. And this is why we sing. Lift your hands and be a witness, and that is everyone. I say, sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eyes, eyes is on the sparrow. Yes, that's the reason why I sing. Glory, glory, hallelujah! I give the praises. Give the praises to you. Glory, glory, hallelujah! You're the reason. This is why we sing. I sing, I sing because I'm happy. I sing, I sing because I'm free. His eyes, his eyes is on the spot. That's the reason. That is why we say, Oh, glory. Glory, hallelujah. I give the praises to you. I give the praises to you. Glory, glory. hallelujah. You're the reason. This is why we sing. I sing, I sing, I sing. Sing because I'm happy. I sing. I sing because I'm free. His eyes on the Glory, glory, hallelujah. I give the praises. I give the praises to you. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Why we sing? You are the reason. You are the reason. Why we sing? You are the reason. You are the reason. Why we sing? All of you 
Somebody say it out that amen. amen. I want to bless the name of the Lord for your life. Who keep at you and I to still witness today. The ninth day in the month of December of year 2012. The reason why you are still alive is because the Lord is not done with you yet. Because you are still in his plan, you are still alive. Many that are richer than you because they are no more in his plan, they are no more existing. Many that are more connected than you because his plan about their life is concluded, they are no more. But because you are alive, because he still has hidden virtue for you. Somebody say amen. Amen. Turn your Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And you go with me to verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going into the ninth verse. He said, but as it is written. Look at somebody beside you say, as it is written. There we have two different types of the word of God. We have the logos. And we have the lemma. They are two different things. But they entwine to each other. John 1 1 says, And in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. In the beginning, that is, the word had been existing before the world started. Now, when he now got to first grade, I said, It is written. That is, it had been established before. There is a difference between verbal word and non-verbal. Non-verbal can be changed. If I say, Sister Caroline, I'm going to give you 10 pounds, and you ask me again, I may say, I didn't say so. Because it's a verbal word. But once it is written, you sign and sign, it became a legal binding. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Yep. He said, it is written. That, that is, I mean, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. He said, but as it is written. Now, he now explained what had been written. What does he say? He says, eyes hath not seen. He continued. He said, Ears had not had. Neither have entered into the heart of man 
When he said eyes has not seen, it's normal. When he said ears had not heard, it's normal. But the most important aspect of this, he said, neither had he come to the heart of man. That is, he had never been imagined by anybody. What eyes can see, what ears can add, must firstly come from imagination. But he was not saying it had never come to the mind of any man. What God had prepared for those of you that were in the presence today that love him. What does that mean? Let me do a little uh, let me do a little exegesis of that word. You know, Bible is divided into two paths. We have the one we call Old Testament and we have the one we call New Testament. The existence of new doesn't abolish the old. But it was because of the time lag. The one we call the Old Testament was the one that has something to do with the Abrahamic covenant. Why the new covenant established by Jesus Christ laid the foundation for the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, Solomon says something in the book of Proverbs. He said there is nothing new under the heaven. That was for Solomon. That is his own idea. But when it got to the New Testament, it now makes us to understand that there are many things that are still new. Listen to me. That something is not new in Mr. A's house doesn't mean it's not new in Mr. B's house. Please, you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why the church... Is it because of God that every one of you just keep quiet? But today, let me face you. Amen? It might not be new in many people's house that they came to this country and within a short of time, they became an achiever. But it can be new in your own life. It might not be new that people spent 10 years, 15 years before they got paper. It might be new in your own life and you get it within five years. You see, you know, that's ah, why is the church born? Let me face this. Let me face this. I know if all of you are not with me, the men of God with, with me. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to me. It, it might not be new for people to affect their generation. I do tell people I don't pray to live 80, 90 years. It is meaningless. If God allowed me to live 50 and I affected my generation, it's enough for me. Oh, yes. Martin Luther King Jr. died at the age of 46. Up to now, the, the old day was made for him in America. If you read your Bible very well, the oldest man in the world was 969, Methuselah. And the only achievement after his death was he had sons and daughters. That's the, that was the only thing written about him in the scripture. He has sons and daughters. Was that an achievement? Mad men on the road do do have sons and daughters. It is not how long you live that matters, but the legacy you left. And God is asking me to tell you this morning, as year 2012 is rolling by, and the year, maybe you don't know, this year remains just 22 days. God is asking me to tell you, take it or leave it. Eyes at not seen. 
Whether they gave you information, put prophecy away. Hello? Prophecy is five and six. It's either it is so or not. Hello? Even sometimes in the scripture, if you read your scripture very well, God will say something. God will say, I don't say it again. Haven't you ever come across that? God told Eli. Eli, God said your generation will be prophet in this land forever. Then after so that, God said, I don't want your generation again. So who, are, who is going to question it? Sir, Esau and Jacob were in the womb. They are yet to be born. You won't say Jacob paid tight. Esau didn't pay. Both of them were still in the womb. God said, Jacob, I love. Esau, I hate. If he's alike, let him fast. If he's alike, don't let him pay tight. Let me eat him pay 50%. If it's alike, let him continue doing vigil upon vigil. God said, Jacob, I love. He's all I hate. They take him to Supreme Court. And he has not sinned. He has, has not had. Neither had he cried to the mind of any man. What Lord I have for you? Do you love him? I now pose a question before you this hour. Do you love God? Because this is the faith and only link for God's faith and loving. It's not for everybody. He didn't say they are things are meant for those that go to church. Because it's possible to go to church without loving God. In these ages where gospel had been highly commercialized. Many people go to church today because of highest bidder. In these days where churches is now operating like business center. I remember years back I was in Nigeria. I was invited by a church to minister somewhere in Ogba in Ikeja. And after the ministration, one of the head of the church came to me. He said, Pastor, oh, I enjoyed the preaching. I said, bless the name of the Lord. He said, do you know what? As you are preaching something, just tell me that we can go into partnership. He said, partnership? He said, yeah. He said, I'm a director of a very big insurance company. He made mention of the insurance. He said, I can get a lot of money. We get money, we get loan. We build a church, very big, equip it. They give you an official car, a jeep, and a very good house. You be the pastor, you will be collecting the money, we go on 20 80. 20% to 80%. That is what church had become. And that was why God never said the hidden things are meant for those that go to church. Because it is possible to go to church without loving God. Hello? Listen to me. Listen to me. We have two questions in the scripture one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament that nobody ever posed an answer to. In the book of Psalm, uh, Psalm, King David asked a question. He said, if the foundation be destroyed, what will the righteous do? There was no answer there. If you read your Bible very well, there was no answer to that question. Because King David didn't know what the righteous can do. And I can tell you, can go right today, the righteous can do only one thing after the foundation has been destroyed, to pray. 
to normalize the foundation. Jesus also answered a question in the New Testament. He said, by the time the Son of Man will come back, will he meet faith in the world? As eloquent as Peter was, Peter didn't answer. Nobody gave an answer. Nobody said yes or no. Jesus didn't say, will I meet church? Jesus didn't say, will I meet Christian? Who will call themselves Christian? But he said, faith. Why faith? The embodiment of faith carry five words. F-A-I-T-H. And that word faith has dif- that five letters has different meaning. I don't want to go to that place today because if I go there and start analyzing them one by one, we won't go here. Let me keep that till last Sunday of this month. Somebody say amen. amen. But what I'm saying is it's a question. Do you love God? You know, most of the time we pray, we fast. But we don't love God. And the hidden things are only meant for those that love God. Sometimes you find it easy to relate with unbelievers than to relate with Christians. Sometimes it will be it is so easy to have a deal with these people that never accept Christ as their Lord and Savior that to have a deal with a Christian because a Christian will betray you in the name of the Lord. Have you ever gone to a church where pastors, pastors on the altar they carry it in their house? Two pastors will be on the same uh, as a pastor in the same church. Even by the time they sit down together, the way they look at themselves, you will know something is fishing. I remember there was a time I was invited to a funeral ceremony in a church. That church has two pastors. One lead the prayer session. The other preach the sermon. The one that leads the prayer session doesn't have good theological education. But he had, he can pray very well. You understand what I'm saying? So during the prayer session, everything was saying, I'm telling you, this only Holy Spirit, you don't need education. All what you need is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will teach you. So prayer pass for power. By the time he feels the second one, we mind the pulpit. The one that has education said, Oh, let me tell you, we thought that getting get wisdom. You can't get wisdom until you have the education. Even if you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will dry when there is no education to back it up. <laughs> I just sat down. I was looking at both of them. On the same day, they are, both of them are disseminating this to the same group of people. Why? They didn't love God. Listen to me, listen to me. Listen to me. Thank God most of us we are adult. All of us are adult. But I remember vividly the time you started having interest for Sister Fumi. If you didn't hear a phone call one, two days, you will, you will lose control. You know, listen to me. What make men, especially men, to lie when they are running after women is because they love her. You can see a man that can say, ah, if you say yes for me, I will buy you moon. <laughs> Even what they can't do in 10 years, they will tell you they can't do it. <laughs> Have you ever seen a man running after where I say, ah, if, uh, my father is the commissioner of police. 
uh, is the inspector general of police for all this area. I remember someone, I was watching a TV. Fortunately, that guy, his surname was Mohammed. And this was telling the lady he was wooing that my father owns the international airport <laughs> in Nigeria, Simulita La Mohammed. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Why? Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. This is where I'm going to. When you love God, whatever concerns God will be priority to you. Whatever concerns God will be your priority. Many people, when they profess that they love God, but what concerns God is the secondary. When they are going to work, if they say they work start 10 o'clock, they will be there minimum of 10 minutes to 10. They are at, at even if the gate is not open, many will go to the accounting and sit down there before they clock in. But if it is the thing of God where we say, Let's meet 10, and if it's church, God understand. When you are in love with someone, the presence of that person will be so meaningful to you. When you are in love with someone, you will want that person to feel that you have, I mean, that to feel that your presence is meaningful. When you love God, you will make sure you do what pleases Him. Maybe you have never taken note. Many people, for example, let's say a, a man is running after a woman and the woman said, I can marry you for only one condition. You will stop smoking. Even if the man will go back to the smoke, he will falsely stop. So that the woman can say, yes, I do. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. When you are in love with God, the things that will progress the image of God will be your priority. He said, eyes had not seen. Ears had not heard. Neither had it come to the mind of anybody. What God had prepared for them that love him. Ask somebody beside you, do you love God? You know, many of us I, I sometimes I do like where we where we say we are serving God. You can't serve God. I don't know if any of you ever, if you get home, go into your dictionary, look at the meaning of the word servant or to serve. To serve means you are you have an obligation to do to someone without any reward. That is the word servant. When we say we serve God, what do we do to serve God? We come to church. We pray. We sing. We dance. Sometimes we contribute to money. This light now, we know how much we pay to empower every month. If God now says, okay, every one of you, I want you now to be paying for sun. You know what it's going to cost you? And still we say we serve God. Just at your home, if you turn on your, your, your pipe and the, the water come out, you know how much you pay to Thames water. If God now say, as many as the rain that drop on your house, you are going to pay. Still, we will say we serve God. 
if you like pray if you like fast if we your is it your prayer that we make god to be god Sometimes when we pray in our own innocence, we say, God, if truly you are God, you have to do this. If he didn't do that, does that mean it's no more God? Will that change his status? Ask the person beside you once again, do you love God? Now, let me tell you three things that are hidden that God has in mind for those that love him. Just three things, then we round up. Number one thing that God always gives for those that love him, he always makes them to fulfill the desire of their heart. That's number one priority. If you love God, number one priority is the desire of your heart will be accomplished. It might not be the time you are expecting because your own epoch or your own time is different to the timing of God. You know, sometimes because we have a particular set mind, ah, by December, I want to change my car. Uh, I want Lexus RX 450 2012 model, factory fitted, everything automatic. I needed it by December. So by October, you discover that the service is not has not yet reached. You look November, ah, ah, God, but I told you, ah, this is November now. But God, and you say whatever I ask in your name will be given unto me. But God has His own timing. God knows if by December you drove Alex 450 factory fitted 2012 model, by the following February, you will be doing like this. That is when you become Matubi Masibasoro. That is when you become someone that cannot be corrected. Have you ever seen some people? I don't know if you have ever go to some churches, especially churches that they have some big, big men. They have their own chairs. You can't just go and sit down there. Even they are in the church, they are not in the church, the chair will remain empty. And if anybody is coming and mistakenly, you just see the usher telling them, you are in the wrong place. <laughs> Whereas the scripture says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, slave or born. We are all one. I can tell you categorically, I have no special place in the sight of God than you. You know, there are, there are some churches that their pastors, they have security more than uh, Tony, uh, David Cameron. Maybe you don't know. There are some pastors that when they are going out to minister, they control with walkie-talkies. They will firstly send like three or four people there. Hello, hello, don't come now, pastor. No, no, not yet. No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. About five minutes later, they will ring again. Yes, yes. How far? How far? Ah, no, 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 no. They are still singing. They are still singing. They are still singing. A pastor can't call when they are singing. No, no, no. Wait. They about time. Hey, pastor can be coming now. Pastor, you didn't come through the through the front entrance. Lead pastor to come through the the back entrance. Once you get there, ring me. I will clear the way to minister the gospel. 
Is that how Jesus preaches? Jesus was so common among the disciples to the others that the people didn't know him. Hello? They can't differentiate between Jesus and the disciples. So they said that they need to go to Judas. Please show us which one among you is Jesus Christ. They wear the same clothes. They share everything in common. But today, there are a lot of gaps between some pastors and their congregation. I remember 2004, no, five. I need to see one man of God in this country. And I was told to call the office to book. By the time I called, they gave, I called in February 2005. They put me on appointment in August 2006. <laughs> so if I needed urgent intervention, I will wait till August next year. Is that how Jesus did his ministry? Because they don't love God. They only the Bible talks about that in the book of Jeremiah. He said they are ministers of their stomach. They are not ministers of the gospel. And that is what's common today. Because maybe they study law and they are they have good they can speak American or English uh, or English English. You know what I'm saying? They can see good, speak good English. They can t- twist their tongue and speak a very good vocabulary. God bless you. God bless you. Have you ever seen people that show you dip, dip your hand in your pocket? Dip your hand in your pocket. Bring out, bring out, offering, offering. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you drop it, drop it. Close your eyes. Raise up your hand and catch it. That is the key to your next house. It's a lie. what is common today. They don't love God. They are ministers of their stomach. I was I was listening to a news of a pastor. I don't think I don't know if I've shared in America in the state of Oklahoma. So when the pastor comes they will say bring your prayer request as you are coming you will bring your you will raise your prayer request. Then the pastor used uh, uh, walkie talkie. There is an, a phone that you can, I mean, a microphone. I mean, sorry, earphone in his ear. Then there is somebody in the vestry who will be going through the prayer request. That one we now call the pastor. Pastor, someone write. The person you will put your name, you will put your address, you put everything about your details, you will put everything, and you will put your pro, you will write down your problem. That one we now tell the pastor inside. Pastor has earphone. That will not tell the pastor. There's somebody in the house. She lives in so 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 area. And she, this is a problem. This is a problem. And the pastor will say, Holy Spirit. God spoke to me now. There is there is a woman in this place. You have been suffering from acute ulcer for the past nine years. Then he looked through three things. He said two or three things. You think he's speaking in tongue. No. They are only speaking Hebrew and Greek. <laughs> when he see close, he says, no, 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 no. Pai, pai, rosik, maton. You will think he's speaking in tongue. It is Greek alphabet. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Yeah. You will think you'll be thinking they are speaking in tongue. No, it is Greek alphabet. Pai, pai, oh, pai, rosik, maton. God said that person lives in Bedford Row. The message is coming inside. And God said within the next 
50 seconds if you can sow a seed of faith. That was how we go. And because they made mention of your street, they made mention. You can say, oh, that person God said, your name is so, 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 and so. If you are here, go and stand up now to receive your miracle. Then you rush out. We are that, you, you are the one that dropped the information. God called them ministers of their stomach. They don't love God. But they love the things of God. Ask the person beside you once again, do you love God? He said, eyes are not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither I did come to the heart of anybody. What God has in stock for those that love him. Listen to me. What he has in stock for you is not what your brother has in stock for you. Your brother may say, I want my brother to, to be this and that. But that's not what God has in stock for you. And God can only work with you towards what he has in stock for you. It's like someone sending his or a child on an error and the child refused to go. Instead, the child go to where he pleases him. And she's now saying, Daddy, I'm here. And you say, Is that where I send you, Daddy? I don't want to go to where you send me, but I want to go to where pleases me. So, what concerns you about the child, what, whatever happened to him or her there? Hmm. At this age, we have where we have many churches more than shops. Because churches have been highly commercialized. Those that even today now, maybe you don't know today now, people don't wait for God to call them. They call themselves, say, God, I've called myself. Yara, yeah. You know, formerly when I was young, when I was when we were entering to the ministry about over, over 20 years ago, we want to say, Lord, I need a personal, I want to have a personal encounter with you before I go into the ministry. But today you don't need to be called. You can just say, Lord, I'm ready to work for you. Back me up. If you don't like, I find my way. <laughs> Many things call people into the ministry today. Many people go into the ministry because of money. So when they go into the ministry because of money, they are ready to tax anything taxable. And that is why it can be easier for a pastor, a pastor, that is telling you that there is nothing in this world that all our home is in heaven. That is telling we preach more to the pulpit and say, this word is vanity upon vanity. And that same pastor will be riding jet while the church member can eat. Vanity upon vanity. All is vanity. Vanity. That is the pastor. But they are ready to collect your last last cobble. Even you can't send your own children to private school. But they can send their own children to go and school overseas. Why? The Bible said they are minister of their stomach. They don't love God. Quote me right. I'm not saying a child of God or a pastor mustn't live good. That's not what I'm saying. But not at the expense of others. I remember a, I remember a pastor in the city of Ohio who collected the money of the church members. He said he want to go to the to Seoul in South uh, in South Korea 
for a special prayer that you want to go and pray for them. That they should write their prayer request and they told them the particular amount of dollars that may be put in each. So the bigger your money, the higher your prayer request will be answered. As if it's the one that we answer the prayer request. He collected all the money. The church member followed him to the airport said, Pastor, bye bye. He boarded the plane in their presence. He entered. He passed through the security. Immediately, everybody left. He told them, I discovered that they forgot something at all. Instead of traveling to Seoul, in South Africa, from Ohio, he traveled to Los Angeles. And they went there to enjoy himself. Seven days later, one of the members in Ohio has a business trip to Los Angeles. As he landed in the airport, looking for a cab that will take him to the hotel, he saw his pastor that they still pray for yesterday in Seoul, in Los Angeles, playing golf. The church cannot affect the world today again because the church even doesn't love God. You go to church, you see people fighting to become a deacon. Because they think deacon is a step forward. At least after some after deacon, you can become assistant pastor. So you know once you become assistant pastor, gradually you are becoming pastor. They never go to I remember about seven years, I mean about ten years ago in Adukiti. Some people are about to be ordained as deacon, elders, deacon, and deaconesses. So they, are, they were to pass through about seven weeks lecture. The lecture was always on Saturday. So the last day of the lecture, they will be ordained on Sunday. The last day of the lecture, the people that organize this made a mistake. They put me on the last day of the lecture to give them lecture. By the time I finish lecture with them, 85 of them remain nine. They ran away. I told them straight away, I said, you may make heaven if you remain a church member rather than becoming a deacon. Deacon may be the ID card for you to go to hell. <laughs> because, you know, listen to me, listen to me, take it or leave it. Sometimes when you're ordinary church member, you only come to God, you pray, and you go away. But immediately you become deacon, deaconess. You go into the politics of the church. Maybe you don't know there is politics hey. in the church. Hey. <laughs> and once you go into the politics of the church, it is two things we happen. It is either you lie or you stay like this. And if you want to stay like this, if the decades are 10 and you are the one that always stay like this, they will push you aside. They will say, we ask. That is why you see, they call it meeting before meeting. God bless you, Baba. <laughs> That is where you see when they want to make a decision, they firstly do some meeting before they come to the main meeting. And the later they go to the main meeting, they will do meeting, they will do reporting. You know, there's a difference between meeting and reporting. In meeting, everybody shares idea, but in reporting, they will just say, This is what we're going to do. It is not, This is what we think we are going to do. 
Immediately they release it and the first thing say, Yes, I seconded it. They are the one that did the caucus meeting. You say, Yes, 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 it's a good idea. I seconded it. But you say you want to poke nose. By the time you're ordinary member, you only come to church, you pray, and you go away. But immediately you enter some caucus, they started doing some politics. And that will derail people to go to heaven. I was talking to somebody, I said, if there will be no call in heaven, church members will make heaven more than pastors. Yes. Church members will make heaven. If there will be no call, and they will say, you pastor, stay this line. Members, stay this line. I can tell you, categorically, church members will make heaven more than pastors. Because, have you ever seen a pastor in the church? That we have two different feelings. Maybe I know Mr. Olukoya, maybe once in a month, he do come to my house with 20 kg of rice. And maybe every month, we say, Pastor, take this money to fuel your car for the month. If I see him doing something bad, I will overlook it so that that rice will not stop. <laughs> but I see Mr. Oketuji, the only thing he can offer me is good money. Immediately I see Mr. Okedu doing something, but I started shouting on him. And Bible said, any man that has double standard before God will not make heaven. Yeah. That is what we call double standard. And once you have double standard on earth, you can't make heaven. That's what the Bible says. And that is what common in the church today. 95% of those that know that the pastors love are those that have money. Those that can donate heavily. When the pastor said, um, we have a project, it's going to cost us 100,000 pounds. Though that we just write a note, pastor, don't announce it again. God can do it. Then the pastor says, hallelujah! As if that's the only thing that heaven need. You will remember during the means of Jesus Christ, the Bible says some people came to give gift. And Jesus sat down, looking at them. In the book of Luke, they were donating. They were donating. And after, Jesus said, okay, let's pray. They prayed. Jesus said, among all of you, who do you think donate most? Every one of them, I said, ah, Mr. Hay, 10,000 pounds. No, 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 no. You always, you know, I don't know. Any note, Kravesa? Any notes? No. You know many people, when they want to donate, when they are coming forward, they won't use envelope. Then they look for some notes. Then they hold it like this. Come and join me, sing hallelujah. They hold the 50-50 pass. They will even turn it to Alpha. Jehovah Jireh has done me well. So that the more is brain it, you will know how many pieces is there. And they drop it. And they went away. That's what they did in the day of Jesus Christ. Everybody around saw what they donated. And that was why they were saying this one donated more. No, 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 no. You see that one? It's not 50 50 pounds, it's 20 20 pounds. Look at that one. It's just four pieces, but it's 50 50 pounds. You know this one? Use one eight pieces, 20 20 pounds. Because they saw them as they were. There was a woman, the Bible called her a widow. And she donated just two mites. But that two mites. God, Jesus saw her heart that she donated everything that she had. 
What does that mean? It was not what she gave that matters, but the art of the giving. Some pastor will say, if you donate, you will get to the reward in heaven. It is true. The reward is in heaven, but you will get to heaven before you get the reward. <laughs> Am I speaking? Yes. You see, you don't. That's all I'm saying. You will get the reward in heaven, Yako. Yes. But someone will get to heaven before getting the reward. So if you now have reward in heaven, but you didn't make heaven. Then it became bonus for some people that make heaven. Do you love God? As the person beside you once again, do you love God? Year 2012 is closing. I want you, you know, in company they say we, they take stock. I want you to take the stock of your life. Since January 1st to this time, as the year is coming to an end. The steps I took in everything I did this year, does they show the love of God? Do I please God or I please myself? Do I please God or myself? Does God take priority in everything I did this year? Apostle Paul says something in the book of Galatians. He said, if we want to please man, we cannot be the minister of Christ. Many of us today, we want to please man, not God. As I told you sometimes ago, the, that the sin Adam and Eve committed in the garden of Eden is not the sin of eating the fruit. They can eat the fruit, they are allowed to eat fruit. And if you read the scripture very well in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 3, if confirmed, God said we can eat the fruit, but the one in the center. And he said, why? He said, the day is, God said, the day we eat that fruit, or we touch that fruit, we will die. So, they refuse not to eat the fruit, not because they fear God, but because they don't want to die. But immediately the tempter says, You will not die. But your eyes will be open. And you will be like God. In an attempt to be like God, they look at themselves that so we are inferior. It is only the eating of this food that can make us to be superior. In an attempt to be like God, that was led them to eat the fruit. So the sin they committed was not the eating of the fruit. The sin they committed was the reason they ate the fruit. And the reason was because they want to be like God. Let me tell you today, immediately you are not contented with how God wants you to be. There is no way you will do something contrary to God. Adam and Eve were not contented to their creation. Then they want to be like God. Then they think they were inferior. I remember a musician in Nigeria of late memory. His name was Egbe Ngadeboye. 
in one of his last in one of his album, whether second or third album, he called the title of that album Discovery. You know, he said something there. When I was in the polytechnic, when this uh, al this uh, album came out, I, I had the CD. The cassette is not CD then; it was cassette. I listened to the cassette. I just laughed. But by the time God called me into the ministry, I now started looking at some things in the words of that that song. In that song, he said, "If you can discover yourself, you will be yourself." I don't know if any of you have ever listened to that song. He said, if you can discover yourself, you will be yourself. What does that signify? That signifies that you are a peculiar creation on your own. You are not created as a carbon copy. And that was why fingerprints are not the same. Esa, if you born a twins today, boy, have the same semblance like you, their fingerprint won't be the same. What does that signify? That signifies that every entity has a peculiarity. And your peculiarity can be actualized only as the Lord wants it to be. But if you now take someone as the person you, you are following, oh, ah, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes now there are some churches that the pastors want to preach the same way. Maybe the way the general overseer preaches, that is the way everybody we want to be talking. I went to, uh, I went to minister sometime, sometime in Baltimore, in Maryland. Then someone was preaching. He said, I like to preach like TDJX. I look at him. He tried all he could to preach like TDJX. But fortunately or unfortunately, he can't dance like TDJX. <laughs> and as he was trying to dance the same way, he was dancing off beat. What am I saying? God created you with a peculiarity that is, is, is not synonymous to anybody. And you can only bring that peculiarity into fulfillment only if you love God. Because he was the one that deposited it in you. As I said last week Sunday, what we kill Goliath is in David. It's not in his stature. He may be small. He was just 12 years of age then, but what we bring that giant down is already in him. So by the time King Saul was giving him armor, he discovered that that armor was not what we kill Goliath. And by the time in First Kings chapter seventeen verse forty six, by the forty five and forty six, and by the time Goliath was saying, "You just a small boy, coming now to fight me," when he was saying, "I'm going to kill you," David told him straight away. David said, "I was in my father's farm, and the bear came. I killed the bear with a forehand." What am I saying? That experience had imputed in David that he was going to kill Goliath. It was not the physical presence of David that killed Goliath. Goliath had been killed immediately David saw him. And that was why he said in verse 46, give me, give me first, uh, chapter 17, first, first Samuel chapter 17 verse 46. Yes. He 
said, you will listen to what he, he had yet to fight Goliath. They are just looking at themselves. And he said something that verse 46, yes. He said, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. He didn't say, I'm going to fight you. He, as he was looking at Goliath, he saw a dead man. Don't forget Goliath was his giant. The Bible said they have been fighting war since, the beginning, since he was young. He said, the Lord will deliver thee into my hand. I will smite thee and take thy head off you. Look at that word. A small boy of 12 years, sir, telling that to a giant. Don't forget, the giant had told him, am I a dog that you come with a sling? <laughs> he came with a sling, but Goliath laughed every weapon you can think of. But he came with ordinary sling and stone. But that sling and stone is what David saw that will bring the giant down. What am I telling you? It is not how big your challenges are that matter. But what is the efficiency of what you carry within yourself? The efficacy of God you carry will determine how you will pull down the challenges. Don't forget I told you last week Sunday, don't bother about challenge. It's just a bust up anybody. Just a bust up. Challenge. Oh, just a bust up. You leave challenge. And once you leave challenge, you go to a new garage. And everything becomes new. And he, and he continued. He said, and I will give the carcasses of the ones of the Philistines. But this time now, David was not talking about Goliath alone. He said, all Philistines. <laughs> Don't forget. It's just a 12-year-old boy. But he didn't see Goliath as a living man again. He saw Goliath as a dead man. Not only Goliath, but every Philistine that in that battlefield, he saw them as a dead man. He said, he now said something. And unto the fowls of the, unto the white beast of the head. What does that mean? He will kill all of them and there will be no place to bury them. That all the heart may know that there is a God in Israel. Give me verse 47. There is something I want us to take note there. Yes, verse 47. And all this assembly, this way I'm going to, and this way I'm going to round up. He said, And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you to our hands. You see what David did? Hello? David brought himself out of the picture. David now brought Goliath fighting God. I don't, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. David brought himself out. You may see me that you think I'm the one you want to fight. No. David said, I'm bringing you in contention with God. You know there is a song, we, you are listening, you say, you can battle with my God. Who can battle with my God? Who can battle with my God? I say nobody. Immediately David said that. God said, okay. Since you say I'm the one that's going to fight the battle. David, don't worry. Then God was coming. Hey. Hey. It's like, let's say me, I want to fight. Me and uh, how your Ilara want to fight. How many of you know how your Ilara? And how your, your Ilara was coming to me and do like this. You know how we say, ah, you... You, 
And you are like that. I know if I just hold it by hand and I lift him up. I just threw him like this. So that was what infuriated Goliath. And as Goliath was coming towards him, another thing was that Goliath saw him carry only stone. We are not Jude. Goliath have arrow. He has spear. He, all these places were protected. Helmet. Every place were protected. David had nothing to protect him. The only thing he has is the sling and stone and the bag to put stone. You know, if it is me, I will, I will even, the hunger will be more. But the more Goliath was angry, it was God Goliath was about to fight. Eyes had not seen. Ears had not heard. Neither had it come to the heart of anybody. What God asked for those that love him. Because David loved God, God came into the picture. And Goliath became a dead man. What is that challenges in your way that be like a giant? What calamity, I mean, sorry, what situation are you passing through that seems like this a giant that is going to swallow you? I'm here to declare to you as a vessel of the Messiah God. As the Lord liveth, and as I remain his mouthpiece, I decree into your life the Lord that brought down Goliath before David. Every giant, every situation before you that stand like a giant, are there financial situation, are there marital, material situation, are there marital? Is it about your employment? Is it about your immigration status? Is it in your family that you have been facing challenges up and down? Is it over your husband? Is it over your wife? Are there challenges over your children? I'm here this hour to declare to you as a, as a vessel of the Messiah God. I say, also that we bring down the giant. Receive it in the name of Judah. in his own power. He brought down Goliath because he carries something that Goliath can challenge. Rise up on your feet. Eyes that not seen. Ears that not heard. Years for you we became actualized. Moving like this, all of Let us bow down our heads. It is only one prayer point. Jesus. We 
We're going to render. I want you to pray the prayer one Because you can't continue living like this. The laws of God must supersede in your life. Sing this song with me. Just once. He says, I cannot do without you. 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 I cannot I don't know why there is this heavy burden upon me. I don't know those that concerns. There is this heavy burden upon me to prophetically affect the life of some people in the house. The Lord is telling me that there are some people in this house. You have been losing hope in some situation over some situation in your life. You have lost hope. You have tried humanly speaking. You have tried as a human being. But it seems all your trials are proving abortive. It seems nothing is coming out of your trials. I don't know those people. And I don't know what you have been trying up. But the Bible says the hand of the Lord is not shortened to deliver. I decree as a vessel of the Most High God, specifically aside for this end time generation. I said today, all those challenges that are limiting the power of God in your life. All those challenges that are limiting what God can do in your life. That is making you to even doubt whether God can still do it. I decree as an oracle of the Most High God. All those stumbling blocks. They become your stepping stone. We don't have a give up. Oh, I don't know those things that are bothering you. And I don't know those things that are making you to feel down. I don't know those things that last and like giant. That whenever you remember them, they terrorize you. I don't know those situations that terrorize your existence. But I stand on Christ the solid rock. And I say today, all those challenges, they become your testimony. If God be God, 
yourself. Oh, all those challenges you will laugh over there. <laughs> there is a woman in the house. There is a particular thing you've tried four times. Four times. But on these four times, it was failure. I don't know you. I don't know that person you've been trying. I don't know that thing you've put a trial. But listen to what God has said, I should tell you. God said, I should tell you that you still have one more chance. And his name will be glorified. You are the mighty God. The great I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the mighty God. You are the mighty God. Oh, the great I